0: Welcome to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, where we feature expert thought leaders and cover the best strategies, stories, and psychology you need to land big ticket clients. Because as you know, you can't catch a whale with a worm. Hello everyone, this is Dr. Paley with the Big Ticket Clients Podcast, and it's my pleasure to introduce you to Heather Ann Havenwood like a boss. How are you today, Heather?
1: I'm good. Thank you. Um, thank you. It's gonna be well, tough fun
0: Heather, well, Heather, a couple of things. First of all, we both are discovering that we're in the same city. How cool is that?
1: <laughs> Very weird. Like, I live in Austin. So do I. I, yeah, we I do not. In- what? <laughs> we're like besties. We don't even know it.
0: Yeah, we both live here in Austin, Texas. But I tell you one thing. Um, I would never be like a boss quite like you. And I want to know what that oh. means, all right? You've got an amazing picture of yourself It says, like a boss. And that's your sort of brand on LinkedIn. Yeah. Tell us about what you mean by like a boss.
1: Yeah. So thanks for that. It's, um, I had a brand for a while called sexy boss. I still have that book out and someone's like, Heather, you're kind of like, like, like a boss where people can just like own who they are. You, you remember that video like a boss? Like I just, I don't know. I love that freaking video. <laughs> okay. Um, it cracks me up. Um, but what does it mean? What does it mean? Really? I think for myself, it's, um, I I'm all about helping people rise to the top. Mm-hmm. So in whatever area that is. And I focus a lot. we talked about this in the dream room about podcasting and how to use, and leverage podcasting as a content management machine so that they can be an influencer online. Well what is an influencer online? To me, an influencer online is being omnipresent. What does omnipresent mean? I always say when I started focusing on being omnipresent online, mm-hmm. you know you're omnipresent when you go to a conference, someone's like, God, I, I like I see you everywhere. And you're like, it's <laughs> you. what's up? up ours, omnipresent. You know? So <laughs>
0: You know, you know, what's interesting about about uh, that is, well, first of all, before we even get into the whole omnipresence thing, I want to hear more about that. Um, tell us how you arrived in your career at this place. I mean, look at you. You you've you've grown businesses from zero to a million dollars in 12 months and not just once, but like two times. If I remember correctly, how yeah. did you get to be like a boss yourself? How did you start <laughs> out and, and how did you get here?
1: Just born this way. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was born and raised in Houston, actually. Born and raised a Southern girl. Mm-hmm. Born and raised that my job was to uh, get married, have babies, and take care of, of men. That was <laughs> my mom's. My mom only wanted three things for me in my life. She wanted me to marry a wealthy man. I have lots of babies and always look amazing when I leave the house. <laughs> and uh, you mom, know what
0: that, you know what that sounds like? That mm-hmm. sounds like my grandmother back in Africa. I think okay. I remembered her. I remember saying things like that to someone somewhere. So yeah. culture is very similar. It looks like
1: it very is. But you know, I would say to my mom, only you know, one ain't one ain't three ain't bad, mom. One <laughs> three ain't bad. I'm not married. I don't have any kids. But you know, I look amazing when I leave the house. But, <laughs> Oh, uh, my mom's proud. My mom's proud in, in her grave. But I just think, uh, yeah, so I was kind of born into a culture where I go to college and get a job or, you know, uh, get married. Uh, first time in my life when I was my freshman year at Baylor University, which I did fail out of Baylor. That's a whole story. I failed out of college my first semester. My first semester at Baylor, though, I'll never forget it. I'm sitting around table with these women, girls at the time, and they all said, I go, what degree are you here for? You know, I've always been career oriented. I just didn't know why, but... They're like, oh, well, I'm here for my MRS degree, and I'm like, what's that? Is that like the psychology department? <laughs> um, you know? They're like, no, I'm just here for a her husband. So I mean. Made- <laughs> I was like, "Why are you spending three hundred twenty-five dollars a semester hour getting a husband?"
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's got to be easier ways to do that. There's
1: right? got to be an easier way, people. Like, go to a bar for twenty bucks. <laughs> um, yeah. So was what was your question? I don't remember. How did I get here?
0: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. How'd you get here? Because and again, to be to be honest with you, this whenever I start a, a conversation with someone, I mean, it could go 500 yeah, it could five hundred different
2: places. It's but definitely not I, linear. I'm
0: fascinated by someone like you who has created so much success. I mean, who, who makes zero to $1.5 million in the weight loss industry in 18 months? Yeah. I mean, you, was, you've got to be doing something amazing. And I want to know how you got here. Okay. That's, that's what I want to know.
1: You know, it took me, um, so thanks for that. A lot of that has to do with the training I had. And the training I had was from 2001 through 2007, I traveled the country doing seminars Mm-hmm. And those ones where you see the late night, you know, one o'clock in the morning, like, do you want to make money? Yeah. Do you, yeah. are you tired of your job? Yeah. You know,
0: actually uh, it's more like 4am in the morning. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly when,
1: <laughs> you know, know. exactly what time. Okay. Yeah. Like a Carlton sheets. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. So I was in that space. Right.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, fun fact, fun fact. Um, I worked for a company called American Cashflow Institute and we traveled the country and we did the seminars. We'd fly into a city and we would do uh, two seminars a day for three days, so back to back to back, so six seminars and boom, 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 boom. And I had to learn quickly how do you walk into a room of strangers and in 90 Uh minutes you had to pull $3,000 out of their pocket, go from no, like, and trust quickly. I learned the art of sales because in the sales I was taught before that, in corporate sales for four years, I was taught like relationship sales get to know you and have a cut. you don't have time for that. You got 90 minutes. Let's go. (laughs) Let's do this. You know what I mean? I had to learn a very different kind of sale and that was the direct response carpet, copywriting. But a fun fact about that in the world of, um, of, of that world, we had an infomercial and then we did the, you know, 90 minute presentation where we, basically slam into a $3,000 seminar for three days. Mm-hmm. Now, what's funny about that, just fun fact, is that I, <laughs> I was in the B-rolls. You ever seen the B-rolls? B-rolls is where people are like, you know, we were at the pool mm-hmm. living a, like, life you know like luxury it was yeah. me it was me and my road crew guy who was totally gay he was my husband <laughs> I'm like you're a man, i love you we're like what, hanging out with our children our fake children they're actors <laughs> and then they had me as a testimonial with my name and i'm like this on camera i'm like hi i make money in cash flow so <laughs> i had all these random people around the country you know like relatives like random relatives that come mm-hmm. up with we saw Heather. I got these phone calls. My mother, was like, they, you know, someone saw saw you like on this infomercial. My, like, why are they up at four a.m.? Why are they up at four a.m.? Let's just talk about that. So uh, I was on the infomercial and the B roll, and then they got to see me at the live seminars. So yeah, yeah. That was but my they- first experience, though, to answer a question into direct response copy, and so that's what I use in all the different companies. That's the skill set I started to learn in two thousand one that I took into and still take into all my different businesses.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what's 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 amazing about that is that not much has changed, right? I, I bet you, you know, I bet you 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 could probably say that what you did back then is mm-hmm. directly applicable to what you're doing now. Now that you're in the online space, can you give us a sense of sort of the transition that you've seen in the whole marketing space and and what you're doing now?
1: Well, <laughs> you're young, my friends. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so people talk about the not even presentation, like, oh, that's so horrible. Mike, it's called a webinar now.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's called a know. webinar. Exactly. Yeah. You <laughs> know,
1: it's called a YouTube channel. Okay. That's all mm-hmm. that is. No, no different people. Um, it's just a different modality. Mm-hmm. And they obviously don't have to be staring at someone's eyes asking for them for money. They can just be like, look, only 10 people bought, you know.
2: Yeah. So click different click kind the button below.
1: Button. <laughs> click on the button below. Um, it's different, but it's still the same mindset because here's what I say. It's h to h marketing, human to human business marketing. You've heard that before, I'm sure. But how I spin that is say it's next level really is that it's human to human because we as humans haven't changed that much. Yeah. We haven't. No. Open, up, open up the Bible, read it, yep. agree with it or not, that's not my point, you still understand it.
0: Yeah, psychology is the same.
1: Human to human, we, people think, oh, people changed. No, we have not. We just have <laughs> things called iPads and Ubers and stuff and stuff like iWatches. You yeah. know what I mean? But we haven't changed why we buy, why we fall in love, why we hate, Why all those different emotions and why we move towards versus move away, why we do certain things. That hasn't altered. The modalities have changed. We have things like podcasting now and YouTube channels and Twitties and Twitters and all this <laughs> stuff. But we haven't changed necessarily on why we buy. Algorithms keep proving that over and over again.
0: Absolutely. You know so, what I mean? So, so, so where have you landed today? What is your sweet spot if you will and who do you serve and what do you what do you focus on today in the marketing space
1: you would have to live in the green room but um i've been for the last two years we really focusing on high-end clients similar to yourself on podcasting and helping people create a podcast and companies create podcasts because i have called the idom effect it's called influencer domination master map where you have influence
0: wait what'd you say influence influencer, and what
1: influencer domination master map
0: got it okay
1: because what i'm all about mean? domination
0: yeah. What does that mean?
1: Well, it means domination. You know what you dominating is?
0: Yes, but influencer domination. And then what was the last word? <laughs> mastermap. Mastermath.
1: Map. Map.
0: Oh, mastermap. Okay. Yeah. So now you have to explain what that whole thing means. Because I'm going to assume not everyone knows what all three of those mean together.
1: <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah. So there's a couple things inside of that. I teach people that there's a whole strategy of you taking... Two hours a podcast, which could be thirty minutes, thirty minutes, thirty minutes, that's four shows, mm-hmm. right, a month. And mm-hmm. then how do you two hours that's two hours a month of your time? Okay. Mm-hmm. Four shows. And then how do you use that to become everywhere all the time? How do you dominate your field to become an influencer? Got it. How do you dominate and uh, dominatrix, I kind of am very drawn to that kind of energy of a dominatrix. Some people call me call me, call me dominatrix, whatever. But I think that, <laughs> no, you no, know. No, we no,
0: we'll, we'll call you like a boss. We'll okay, stick like
1: with that. Okay, like a boss. <laughs> that. Same thing. I like, like to say I'm the boss of the internet. Just yeah. kidding. Of. <laughs> so I that's what I teach and I teach that structure how Mm -hmm. do you use that in such a way where people are everywhere all the time it's a content marketing strategy but that's not very sexy to say content marketing strategy and then when you say content marketing strategy people freak out because like oh my god I gotta do content yeah I gotta do blogs
0: I gotta write stuff I gotta do all this stuff
1: right how do you do that in such a way where it becomes more automatic you can always do it two hours a month how do you do that so that's the piece I teach with that um so there you go. And then the next piece of that that I'm now really focusing on is, I think, 2019. It's the, it's, it is the year of social selling. It Ooh. is the year of social selling. And it really is the year of LinkedIn. I got to sit down with LinkedIn and the South by Southwest Conference and meet Goldie Chan and all those great people. And I really saw how Gary Vee's right on this one. Gary Vee's been talking about it for a couple of months that you know LinkedIn really is the, is the, uh, the future. I agree with that. People are using it, trying to use it like spam. You don't know, talked about that. Um, they're using it wrong. I just did a video about this, how they're using it wrong. They're trying to use it like Facebook. Yeah. They're trying to use it like an ad network. Mm-hmm. Let me be clear. <clears throat> Let me be clear. LinkedIn is not an ad network. It is not. It is not Facebook. It is not a social media. It is a network of businesses so it's designed for a business to business content marketing strategy Mm -hmm. it is a sales force plus an seo right that's that's plus a social aspect to it but it's not a social media marketing and the reason why people come to me i don't get i don't get linkedin is because we have been trained by facebook for 10 plus years Mm -hmm. on how we handle social okay, and uh, what people we think we want and how to just drive sales and drive ads. That's because Facebook, it was an ad platform. You know this, I'm not saying you know, mm-hmm. but just the listeners is like, People don't realize and they try to go on Facebook and I, I put the video out that like stop treating LinkedIn like Facebook. We don't care about your cat videos. We don't really care <laughs> that your, your son graduated from high school. We do not give a, poop. okay. So mm-hmm. we don't because we're a business network and the best way analogy I tell people and I told this to a gentleman who's 55 years old the other day and he was like, well, Heather, he's going to say, you yeah, well, Heather, I really get that, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, sweetheart. But he says to me, here's what I said to him. That he got, I said, treat LinkedIn like a BNI group mm. or a Rotary group. If you walked into a Rotary group and anybody who's listening, that's a, a, a well, it's mainly male, but it's a business network, right? Yep. Yeah. yep. You go every week, you commit every week, you mm-hmm. see the same damn people every week. But what you're doing is you're building network,
2: mm-hmm. and if
1: you have fifteen. Rotarians every single week, the same dudes or guys, girls. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And each of those 15 people have 10, right? 10 um, people that they know in business. Mm-hmm. You now are tapped into their second tier, which is, what is that? 10 times 10, 10 158 people, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So, but then let's say that each of those 15 people have 10 years experience Mm -hmm. in whatever industry they're in. Now you're tapped into, you know, was that 150 years of business experience? That's the power of rotary. That's why it's been around since like the forties. So the point is you've got to treat LinkedIn like that. It is a network you nurture and love on. And uh, that's the piece that people don't understand. They kind of go in there and they, they, hi, my name is Heather and here's what I do. Ah, go yeah. go here and get on my calendar. You know like, dude, dude, like, <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't
0: you wouldn't tell me that if you met me in person, would you? <laughs>
1: right. You wouldn't right? To be yeah. like, "Hey, I'm Heather. This is what I do and here's my card. You should hang out with me." Okay, bye.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, you, you get someone who comes to you and says, "Hey, um if you need this, I can solve the problem. Click here and let's have a meeting." You're like, are these people crazy?
1: My, so I will give you my pet, this is my pet peeves on LinkedIn. This is, and this is a, this is a male thing versus a female thing. just so you know, and I know it. And I so want to respond in my little nasty way, but I don't. Um, th- w- this is a guy thing. Hey, Heather, this is so-and-so. This is, you know, this is a little bit of what I do. Let me know if I can help you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. Did I, did, was I crying for help <laughs> Like, was there a 911 call or like, hi, I'm John. Let me know if I can help you. I'm like, (laughs) well, I, you know, I actually need some chandeliers like hung in my house. Do you mean like that? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a wrong language.
0: I think, I think the internet overall has set us up to forget our, our social norms. Like how would you treat a person right in front of you versus On the web, you just treat them as though they should just want what you have right now.
1: (laughs) Well, they look at it as a numbers game. It's a numbers game thing. Facebook screwed that up. Really? Yeah, because they look, you throw in $100, you get what you get, you look at your data, you don't look at the construct. That's why I talk about the seminar business for seven years. If I walked up to you, Mm-hmm. And you just got here, and it, you know for free. And we're about to start a Ryan Brandt presentation. You don't see the presentation, but mm-hmm. I start saying to you, you know, you do want more money, don't you? I know you want more money. You know, you need to be in our seminar for three thousand dollars. Why don't you sign up right now? Here, here, here. Sign up, sign up, <laughs> sign up. You'd be like, uh, I'm out. Peace out. You know. So you're, say- so
0: you're saying that you think Facebook has set us up to be impersonal, right? Correct. Like you know, you just advertise, send them to your webinar, and then they buy something, right? Um, yeah, it is has that what no. You're
1: no, it's no connection. There is no,
0: no, no relationship building.
1: Uh, it's no social selling. Facebook gave us a voice. Mm-hmm. It gave people uh, a voice to, to talk crap about other people mm-hmm. and to be political and everything else. And it gave us for the first time in, our, I think, in our human history to be able to see data at yeah. that level. And it really uh, spoiled it spoiled direct response advertisers for sure. Mm -hmm. Because they get irritated. Well, you can't make any money on Google. Really? You know, (laughs) but they compare that to the old days of Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, sorry guys, Facebook uh, spoiled you. Yeah. As days are over, now you have this thing called real marketing, with talking to real people and actually having real conversations. And
0: you're doing that on LinkedIn.
1: And you're doing that on LinkedIn. Yeah.
0: So, so tell us a little bit about the the kinds of people you're helping. The, the challenges that they have and, and that they bring to the table when they meet you and how you help them.
1: So what's a good good uh, good example is a company I'm working with now, they're a supplement company. So what that means is they're a big manufacturer company and they are the ones that handle all the supplements from many, many companies, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So they do private label and things like that. So well, who's their target market? Well, they have two target markets. They have one a person or a company that's thinking about becoming a supplement company. Well, yep. those are hard to find, like thinking. I mean, I don't know. I find that. Yeah. So then you have people that um are already a supplement company. They have a business going. They're maybe on Amazon or wherever they're at in their business model,
2: mm-hmm. and they're
1: looking for better prices or better quality or whatnot. That's yep. where it's being called old school selling, where you reach out and say, "Hey, I see that you have a supplement company, supplement line. We have the same products. I'd love to have a conversation with you to see how maybe we can earn your business."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, that's old school selling. So I'm working with them on how to do that. And the owners are in their 50s and they are like, Heather, how do we do this LinkedIn? I don't get it. I don't (laughs) get it, you know. And I told uh, Bobby, he's so sweet. I said, because he he goes to seminars a lot, not seminars, conferences, like trade shows. Mm -hmm. And I said, imagine if you walked into a trade show that has 6,000 people and you got the list. You just got the entire list of everyone that was there that's in e-comm. Yeah, like how they, powerful they, is that, right? You just have a hit list, man. Yeah. If some, and if this guy, Bobby, walks up to you like, Bobby, you have my list. Yeah. You know, you have a hit list. You have, this is who I'm focused on. And mm-hmm. then, then then you can walk around and you have their cell phone number or you have your email, their email. Like, how powerful is That's
0: that? That's amazing.
1: That's what that is. That's the power of what's happening with LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an SEO conversation plus a Salesforce conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so you're you're focused on LinkedIn, and you're also helping people with um, social selling, with podcasting, different things. Yeah. What challenges do they, or let's get away from challenges. What belief systems do you have to help them sort of get through, in order to do this really well? Because there are a lot of people who. I kind of don't believe it's even possible to use social media to succeed quite the way I think you you already know it's possible. How do you move them to become believers?
1: Um, well, God, I try not to have them make be be believers. I just have them try to trust me that I kind of know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, let's take baby steps, people. Yeah. Um, I've learned a long time ago in the copywriting perspective that I don't try to change people's beliefs. Mm. But what I do do is I can move them towards the direction of their vision and what they really want. So a good example, and I know I'm answering a question, but I'm, I'm circling back. Mm-hmm. So like in the presentation with the, you know, sitting in, the, sit, sitting there in a seminar room, it's cold, it's freezing. We're doing a nine minute presentation. There's someone sitting there and they're like, all they want to do is they're uncomfortable in their life or business. They want to make more money. Mm-hmm. And here's this presentation with this douchebag dude in a suit saying, you can make more money and buy and in buying and selling real estate. There's a piece of them that doesn't believe that. And either we can go up against that belief and try to like, you're wrong. You can never going to happen. Or it's like, here's these people that have done it and they've done it in a small way. They made a $5,000 check. They made a $10,000 check, Mm
0: -hmm. whatever.
1: And you know, if you could just trust us for three days, trust for three days and go through the process yourself and discover Mm -hmm. that, then you'll see for yourself, for yourself. So it, What it does is allows people to say, well, I only believe it that's possible, but I'm going to trust three days. I'm going to invest three days and see what happens. So that's the belief system. I think in all of our selling big tickets items, big ticket selling like you do, you have to be able to change that narrative in their head of like, I know you don't get LinkedIn. That's okay. You don't get LinkedIn. I'm clear. You don't get social selling. That's okay. No problem. (laughs) And consider there's something new here.
0: Yeah, no, that's
1: that we could go through the process together. And I'm not going to have you be a believer. My job is not to, you know, basically transform you to different religions. (laughs) But uh, I am going to show you that there is a new way in the marketplace today.
0: How do you handle objections in in social selling on LinkedIn, for example? You know, you find a lot of people saying no or, or saying thank you. For example, there's this thing where you say, hey, say yes if you want to go over here or if you want to get this download. And they, they, they go, thanks. I said, yeah, yeah, say, I yes. say yes. <laughs> which, which, which part of yes don't you understand? You know, but but um, how do you handle objections uh, in that environment, in the social environment?
1: Well, I deal with rejection pretty well <laughs> in general. <laughs> I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, I had my days of like scare you, but it's rare. (laughs) Um, Rejection is just like rejection, and it's also not not a not understanding. Mm -hmm. So rejection is rejection. I always look at what was my approach, you know, and was it the right fit? Uh, But you know, I think that one of the challenges again, I think Facebook has desensitized us to rejection
2: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: when it's very different to get a rejection some freaking in than it is when you're sitting in front, standing in front of somebody looking in the eyes mm-hmm. and they're like, no, you suck. You're like, wow, well, that, you know? <laughs> so you, I had to get over rejection pretty fast in that environment. That, that environment from 2001, 2007, traveling the country and sl- living it. I lived on the road 50 weeks out of the year. Wow. Rejection, I, you know, there were some days we're eating, we're eating Ruth Chris and there's sometimes we're eating ramen noodles.
0: Yeah, well, you, you get used to it. You almost expect and look for that no, don't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, just, uh, we just knew. Yeah, and you just yeah, it's okay. It's just rejection is just a no big deal. We knew that ten percent to twenty percent, twenty. We hit, if we closed twenty percent, that was a uh, that was great. Yeah, that was great. That was amazing. That was awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: So 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 you've talked about your influencer domination. Master map, Master map. Yeah. and I know that you've got several steps and processes, and maybe yes. some of them are proprietary. But can you yeah. share maybe your, a favorite story of a client of yours that maybe had no clue what this was, started from zero, but you were able to take them to their promised land? You have a, like a favorite story you can share. And then through that, we'll understand your process a little better.
1: Well, so I'll, I'll explain from my perspective of stuff that I've done. Okay. Because I, uh, I have taught a lot of it for my clients and done pieces of the launches. Mm-hmm. But there's a, you know, I'm not out there saying that I'm a, I'm a marketing agency that's going to do it for people. Okay. So uh, it's like teaching copywriting, but I'm not going to do the copywriting for you. Um, but I can say that for myself, and, and when I made that direction change and saying I'm going to go actually create this process and do it, mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest things. You now I've been around a long time, I know a lot of people, but I haven't been out there. I haven't been like my face out there for a long time. So I remember going to a conference here at Traffic and Conversion Summit in San Diego, mm-hmm. and I've been going there for ten years. Know know the, know those guys very well, and I uh, remember going. And some just some guys I've known for a long time, who don't usually pay attention to me, walked over to me like, hey, like I see your videos. And I'm like, <laughs> you should keep it up. And I'm just like, you saw my video? Like, really? You know what I mean? Like just uh, random. I'm like, oh, man, I asking you everywhere. Keep it up. <laughs> this kind of random piece where I just, these people that don't like anything, they don't like, you know, they don't comment, yeah. you know? And I'm like, you, you're watching my stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I think that was the first aha. And when someone was like, you're everywhere. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm.
0: That's,
1: that's the first thing like, oh, it's working, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: So, so when you look at um, your process, how yeah. much of it do you attribute to entertainment and education and how much of that do you teach your clients, you know, to, to get them to be, you know, interesting <laughs> and lively and, you know, you know personable and sort of make that human connection um what what's your angle with that whole approach of don't be boring (laughs) basically
1: um i mean you know this is infotainment yeah right infotainment um kind of going back to my seminar days when we traveled the country there was about five other teams or four other teams that were doing the exact same thing we were Mm -hmm. and we were in competition with them Mm. And, um, depending on our rank of where we were, either if we were top, if we were doing well, we got to go to places like LA or Chicago, um, or Miami. If not, we get to go to Peary, Illinois (laughs) or Kansas, or Minnesota, like Minnesota, (laughs) St. Louis, nothing wrong with those cities, but when you're traveling and you're trying to hit numbers, you're like, really? Or yeah. Ohio, <laughs> you know, we're going to Columbus. Like really? So you know, we quickly when I first got into this first first um, group, we were the <laughs> we we're bad. Yeah. And so I took on because my my our speaker was great. I mean, he he was great, and he was very willing to learn. But he didn't know what he didn't know. So I, like, went on this mission and mm-hmm. went to every freaking seminar, like Robert Allen, Allen Institute, and watched the greats, like Rush, um, Marshall Silver, um, Ted Thomas. These people, like, they're master platform sellers. Dan Kennedy. And I would sit there in the front and be taking notes. Yeah, and They said this, and, oh, they said, oh, look at the people right in the back of the room. Like, why am I doing <laughs> that? You know, and I would take these little notes, and then I'd bring it back to James, who is our guy, and I would go, okay. What we're going to do, we're going to say this, say this, right? Like, that's with the and say it a tonality like this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's
1: that? And then our numbers started going up and up, and we tweak it, and we tweak it, and we tweak it, and, and we tweak So my point of that is, like, what was my point? My point of that is, you. you what was my point? My point was basically, you've got to be willing to tweak things, basically. And Yeah,
0: the, yeah, well.
1: well it's not always linear.
0: Yeah, and, and, and not only that, actually, what got me into that, you know, that line of thinking is that you are amazingly um, – uh, entertaining and, and oh, entertainment. educational yeah. at the same time. And I'm wondering the balance of those two, is that part of what you teach your clients? I mean, you know, you could probably you just help, you know what I mean? Do you, do you, do you push them in the direction of content marketing is supposed to, you know, lift people up. And so you've got to work at that. You know? No,
1: no, 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 no. So I'm not a believer in content marketing should lift people up at all. Oh. And the point of that thing was infotainment was, one of the things I learned is we all had all the guys, all the speakers had the same PowerPoint. They all the say PowerPoint. So what makes the difference? What makes the difference is the tonality, the tonality, understanding the edge in the entertainment. You have one guy going blah, 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 blah. You
2: know? Yeah. Or Boring. like,
1: Hey, this is who I am. This is what I'm creating. What about you? And entertain, you've got to have an entertainment value. When exactly. you're doing anything as far as content marketing. No, I am not in agreement. it would be positive unless that's like your thing. Like you're a meditation person or something. I don't know. <laughs> I think it should be, uh, Polarizing. I think it should be blunt, depending mm. on your energy. For me, I like blunt mm-hmm. to the point, punchy <clears throat> stuff. I feel like I'm not even doing more of that. I feel like I want to be more punchy. Because mm-hmm. uh, again, you know, let's look at some case studies that are here in this world. Mm-hmm. We have Oprah, Howard Stern, Rush Limbaugh, and Trump. All right. So <laughs> Trump, okay. very polarizing. Okay. Love them or not. <laughs> not polarizing. Howard Stern, very polarizing. Mm-hmm. Fifty-one to fifty-two percent of his listeners hate
2: mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm.
1: I would say I don't know the stats on Trump, but I'm pretty sure, like between sixty to seventy percent of people that read his tweets, mm-hmm. hate him, I'm sure, I'm sure. And then at least fifty to 55 percent of the people that listen, listen to Rush Limbaugh, hate him.
0: Yes, yes. But would you agree that all of but those people? Hand. All of those people share one thing which is they grab your attention and they know how to do that. Right. So my point was Heather Havenwood does the same thing. She grabs your attention and won't let go. Yeah, there you go. So I'm wondering how much of that can you teach people? I mean, I'm sure you you meet customers who as you said, "Hello, my name is Mr. Customer." <laughs> so how do you get people?
1: Well, I I've, I've been a so good question. Uh I had a recent a group um influencer quote formula, they went to this group together. And there was a particular person that I saw how she could take something and really tweak it and really be polarizing her, in her space. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it. She just wasn't ready. She was like, oh, yeah, do it. You know, she just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Right? And I get it. And then another one I went I went to, um, oh, I was working with their uh, franchise company, and it was going to be him and his niece because she works in the, in the, in the business, but been in the business for years. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, you guys got to like, you can't just do like old guy and white old, young white girl. Like, that's weird. So they're like, well, what do we do? And I'm like, okay, Uncle, you know, his uncle Andy and niece Nicole. Like there's, okay, okay, that makes sense. Uh-huh. And, and it look, it's fun. Like, oh, you're like an old guy, Uncle Andy. <laughs> so they can play it. They can play it. And they're trying to sell franchises, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. What they're trying to do is also create that this is all in the family. But adding that entertainment that, that element, Uncle Andy and niece Nicole, allows fun. Yeah. It allows the infotainment to come out and allows this other piece to it versus just like, hi, I'm Andy and I started this business 20 years ago. And, like, <laughs> oh, okay, and I'm this old white guy, you know, or whatever, not old, but you know what I'm saying? So you've got to be able to add some energy to it. It's Absolutely. It's not just boring. I mean, you know, Gary Vee has his own thing. He's got his own stick. Some people hate him. Like, there's a huge part of people that don't like the guy. Yeah. You listen to her stuff. Oprah, I don't think a lot of people would go actually out saying they hate Oprah. Like, who can actually say that? Mm-hmm. Um, they are evil. But at the same time, <laughs> some people don't agree with her, or maybe they, they think she's polarizing her own way, mm-hmm. you know? So um, even though, like, how can you, like, not think that? Uh, but at the time, when she switched from being a talk show host to being more, let's call it spiritual, mm-hmm. she was in the media space. She was not liked. She They were pissed. Wow, and then when she got success, they, she in the, media, in the in the consumer world, we're like, this is great, but in the industry, mm-hmm. she was not liked for a while, right? Until they, till until all of a sudden, the numbers were so high, they're like, they can't like ignore that anymore. Mm-hmm. Same so, thing you know, with Ellen. I mean, she was oust, Ellen DeGeneres, and they mm-hmm. gave her a show, and they're like, no one's gonna listen to like a lesbian chick at four. well you know there you go
0: there you go now right she's she's on top by the way you let's bring let's bring our listeners to heather havenwood today you you're the founder of the power circle tell us a bit about your 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 projects that you're excited about right now and let's kind of learn more about what you're doing now
1: okay so um i have this thing called the power circle which is uh, the premier mastermind for information marketers um I really focus on. I, I love masterminds. My favorite after twenty years' experience, not having one, that's my big focus for two thousand
2: nineteen.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, that's just a big deal. I live in Austin, so that's a big deal. I run. I work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I help people grow their businesses on marketing and online and LinkedIn and podcasting. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And you know what? You know what I find interesting about you, which I totally share, is you are just so <laughs> authentic. You you are you you are who you are in the marketing space as a person and you know, it shows and it's contagious. It allows people to connect to you. Um,
1: if I was really real, I would tell you I have yoga pants on, with, <laughs> which I do and boots, but I'm not going to really tell you that, but I do. It's true okay. <laughs> because so, that's not, that's am like, Oh, I could wear something nice, but like, let's use yoga pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's say someone's out here listening to you and and they want to learn how to connect and maybe, maybe work with you or learn more about your products and your services, where would they go and how would they get in touch with you right now?
1: Um, Heatherhavenwood.com is a great way to do that. Um, okay. also LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. Heather Havenwood on LinkedIn, you'll see it says social selling like a boss. So, yeah. Social,
0: social selling like a boss.
1: Like a boss. You guys say okay. like okay. that. Like yeah. A Cause
0: boss. when you, you put that Texas accent in there, I can't copy that. I'm not good enough. at that. Like a boss.
1: Like a boss. Like a boss. <laughs> 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 like a bumps. Um, yeah. So yeah, the social selling is interesting, right? I mean, you know this. I think it's fascinating to me that I never thought in a million years I'd be social selling. Like, what the hell are mean? But uh, that's that's the new game. That's the that's what I call old game, new game. It's really the it's it's going backwards. Really, it's going from advertising to actual real human beings. We call it social selling now, but really, what it is is old school selling.
0: I, I just think your perspective is fascinating because you can connect the dots from the infotainment world that you, you did to this new world. And, and you can see what everybody's doing wrong. I mean, you can literally, you can pick everything apart and put it back together. That's yeah. fascinating.
1: Let me, one thing I will say, uh-huh. people get inund- you get inundated. What do you do when you get inundated with emails? What do you do with them?
0: Uh, don't read them. You don't read <laughs> Unfortunately, them? No! I, I just like I, I don't gold. have time. I've got like two thousand emails in my inbox right now.
1: So here's what. So I agree with that, but I do use them. Um. So here's here's the old here's what I say. If you pitch me, which is what they're doing, yeah, I have every right to. pitch.
0: Ooh, you just pitch them back,
1: <laughs> right? If if I'm at a B&I group and they're like, hi, my name is, this. I'm like, awesome. Well, I'm, blah, 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 blah. and they're like, well, how dare you? I'm like, I'm sorry. You started it first. So <laughs> you know, I've, I've always wanted give you a door. They opened the door.
0: Yes. So yes. Like, Game on. I'm I wonder, you know you, you know, you th- know, th- th- this might be an interesting idea for a comedy show or some kind of show where you have people who think they're on the internet, but they're actually in real person in real life. Right. And so, th- so they write these dumb things that they do on the internet. And then the person's right in front of them. <laughs>
1: that you look, look amazing. Cool. I'm like, well, you're okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Heather, anyway, thanks
0: Heather. It, it's just been a blast thanks. learning about what you do and learning more again. Let's make sure everyone knows how to find you. It's Heatherhavenwood.com. Is that correct? All right. And um, any last words of advice for us, those of us in social land?
1: (laughs) Social selling. It's the future. Um, No, I would just say that, yeah. So seriously, in 2019, you need to be, or, you know, wherever, 2019 and beyond, you really be focusing on how do you actually create value in the marketplace because we're paid for our value. All right.
0: right. Thank you so much for being on our show. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the Big Ticket Clients Podcast. For more episodes and strategies, visit BigTicketClients.com. That's www.BigTicketClients.com. And remember, you can't catch a whale with a worm.